How dare she! He burst out again with vicious fury, driving back the stopper of the port decanter with such unreasonable force that it was a wonder they both remained intact. The shock and grief had by now given way to anger, and Darcy welcomed it with savage pleasure, for anger did not hurt half as much. Who did she think she was, this country miss of meagre stock, with neither fortune nor connections, to spurn the Darcy name, to cast aside his offer as though it were a peddler's heap of rags? The blasted neckcloth would not come undone, and Darcy tugged again with renewed fury, until the cursed knot gave way at last, and he could breathe. He drew a ragged breath, and seized the cut-glass goblet, the ruby liquid swilling dangerously as he spun around towards the bed, to cast the crumpled piece of linen atop the counterpane. With another oath, he struggled to unfasten the small buttons, awkward to handle at the best of times, and took the goblet to his lips for a long draught. Was she perchance oblivious to the fact that ladies of vastly higher birth would have been honoured to follow in Lady Anne's footsteps, and rightly so? The Darcy name went all the way to the Norman Conquest— but nay, it was not good enough for Mrs. Bennet's daughter, with her mighty connections who lived above the shop. He took another gulp, then slammed the goblet down upon the oval table, not noticing the drops that splashed out and marred the perfect surface. He crossed the room in several long strides, and turned on his heel, thrusting his hand behind the open collar of his lawn shirt to furiously rub his aching neck. Offended and insulted, she had the audacity to claim herself offended and insulted by the honest confession of the scruples that had given him pause in offering for her. He snorted as he ran a hand over his face. It was perhaps a mercy that the shock had stunned him, otherwise he might have had a vast deal more to say about exactly which one of them had just cause to feel insulted. His heavy footfalls rang ominously in the quiet room as he paced back and forth along the strip between his bed and the tall windows. Pemberley's succession, Georgiana's comfort, he had been willing to put all that into her hands, entrust her with everything that mattered, and she had thrown it in his face without a second thought. What did she have to offer? The priceless connection with a country town attorney, his vulgar wife, and a selection of shopkeepers. Oh, and of course the genteel side as well, let that not be forgotten— a father who castigates his kin in public for the sake of witticisms, and cheap ones at that, when, frankly, he would have been far wiser to take a birch rod to the back of his youngest, before it was too late, and she was fully grown into a mindless hoyden. As for the parson, heaven help us! What did she imagine? That he would be delighted to align his name with theirs? Well, at least he had told her that. Darcy all but spat in vindictive fury— and ran the back of his fingers over his lips, refusing to acknowledge the sudden flash of guilt at the recollection of her turn of countenance, and how she had flinched at those very words. "'Well, what did she expect?' he said aloud, less viciously this time. Ungentlemanly she had called him, and despite the surge of anger at her sheer presumption, he could not fail to own that he had not been raised to belittle his inferiors in this fashion, regardless of what he privately thought of them. True enough, he could hardly claim it was a befitting conduct for a gentleman to point out the obvious difference in their stations, and being spurred by heavy disappointment was but a poor excuse. What of her conduct, though? He retaliated darkly in response to the uncomfortable thought. 
was it ladylike to champion another in the midst of a proposal, and to his face as well, and not just any man, but Wickham. Wickham, of all people! He burst out in fresh anger, and walked to the table to pick the goblet up again. He tossed down the remains of the port, and strode to the window, as the thought of the wretched scoundrel twisted his insides into a savage knot. It was not enough that he had wreaked havoc in Georgiana's kind and trusting heart, that he had schemed to take her away from him, to blight her very life for his own ends, the beast. Nay, Wickham simply had to crawl out from some repulsive hideout, to spread malicious poison over his life as well. Darcy gripped the goblet in his hand, until his knuckles whitened, oblivious to the small mercy that the glass was thick enough to withstand it, rather than shatter into shards in his unconscious grip. Did she believe him? Did she give credence to the letter? Or was she determined to be taken in? Surely she did not imagine he would concoct a story such as that, involving his own sister. Surely she was not still unprotected in the face of that devil's lies and schemes. She did believe him, did she not? Or was the abhorrence he inspired too strong for her to credit a single word he wrote? 